for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is August 2nd, 2022, and today is an impromptu podcast with my buddies Tyler Bentley and Michael Vasquez. All right, here we are for another episode of the Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is 229. Today's podcast is with a couple buddies. Literally, they came over, and we were BS, and they came out of the blue, and was like, hey, let's podcast. I'm like, okay, what do you want to podcast about? And we decided to just turn the mics on, and whatever we talked about, we talked about. Good BS session, but it ends up being basically about our goals for this year and talking about gear and we hit some different things. So um, it's a good one though. We get into it. Uh, as you're listening to this today, I, um, I'm, in, I'm on a flight for Denver, Colorado, and then a four and a half hour drive to New Mexico to be in the Sheep Mountains for the next couple of weeks. So hopefully you guys enjoy this and hopefully I'll have some good stories coming back uh, here in the next couple of weeks. But today is, like I said, about uh, whitetails and, you know, just a BS session. So I do want to get a couple partner reads out of of the way here before we do get into this. So first and foremost, let's talk about Exodus Trail Cams. Guys, Velvet Fest is still going on right now. It lasts until, you know, the velvet's off. You know, really, basically, that's what it is. But I do want to let everybody know. If you're not familiar with Velvet Fest, hashtag Velvet Fest, it's the official start to deer season, and Exodus helps get the ball rolling for everyone's summer scouting. I know when Velvet Fest hits, it means it's time for me to get my cameras out, get them deployed. From July 15th to August 19th, 
they'll have awesome prizes for people who use the hashtag VelvetFest on social media showing their whitetail adventures. Also, if you're in the market for a trail camp, hashtag VelvetFest will be the perfect opportunity to get ready for the season. Exodus will be sending out exclusive savings through their email newsletter. Go sign up for that, please, throughout the campaign. But to get things started, save 20% on any multiple Exodus render or render bundles for the first 100 orders. Use the code VELVETFEST to lock in those awesome summer savings. Every single camera order comes with a random prize card. I've been told it includes some huge deals. Over the last seven years, Exodus has consistently shown they build quality gear that flat out works. That really does. I mean, I have had no issues with Exodus Trail Cam. So every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty and even comes with theft and damage coverage. Yes, five years, literally half a decade, you'll be covered by the Exodus five-year warranty. But more than likely, you won't need it because they are built like brick shit houses, and they're built very well. So be sure to be part of the hashtag VelvetFest celebration. Be sure to tag on also social on all social media to be in the drawing for some of those prizes. Next, guys, is Helix Broadheads. You know, I've it's that time right now. You guys need to be trying these. We just got done doing a giveaway, um, so. Congratulations to the winner on that, but uh, we'll be doing another one, I'm sure. But right now, if you guys want a code to, to try these out, use FALLHX10 at checkout um, to get some broadheads. Also get a sharpener as well because, I mean, definitely if you're shooting these into a foam target to get practice and you want to uh, sharpen them as well. So go to helixbroadheads.com, FALLHX10 to save some money. Check them out. Vector Custom Shops is next. Fall 10 is a code if you guys want to get into some new arrows. I've been talking about my arrow build. Um, I'm using the HMRs this year. And uh, I'm, you know, I've been shooting the shit out of them. I, I'm shooting a four, four fletch. And uh, honestly, I don't see a big difference between my threes to my four fletches between these arrows. So a lot of people are asking what flies better and everything. They, they both fly really well. Um, I got the four fletch just to compare and contrast, and honestly, I, I to, for me in my experience, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. Um, so I don't know. I will say these arrows are badass. Um, they've been working like crazy, awesome fly like darts. Uh, so go to vectorcustomshop.com and type in fall ten to save some money on some arrows HMR. HMRs or the ZMRs, whatever you want to do, um, try them out. And then also, guys, don't forget about Latitude. They just got done doing a 25% off deal. I'm sorry it is over right now, but uh, I have heard to the grapevine that we might be getting some more codes and, and everything like that and, and might even be doing a giveaway. So Latitude Tree Sales, I've been hanging in mine like a mother scratcher and getting used to this damn thing. Um, I don't mean to say damn thing like in a bad way. It's It's awesome. It's they're freaking so comfortable and I'm getting really used to it right now. But I, I do know, I mean, I practice as much as, you know, you want to practice as much as you can, but until you get into the tree, you know, and get hunting in it to me, that's when you're really going to get your system down. So I'm trying like my hardest right now to get it down pat. So go check those guys out latitudeoutdoors.com. And, uh, if you guys want to get into some lightweight mobile hunting gear, 
this is where you want to shop is Latitude Outdoors. So go check them out as well. Also, guys, thank you very much for all the support and all the downloads. Please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and a written review. That is always greatly appreciated. Guys, also go to my YouTube channel, The Fall Podcast, and on YouTube and subscribe if you haven't hit the bell notification. Drop a comment in some of the videos if you like them. If you don't like them, say I hate them. Uh, that's, that's fine too. So thank you guys very much. Let's get over to this interview with Tyler and Michael, and uh, hopefully you guys have a good rest of your week. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fall Podcast. Today is an impromptu podcast that I didn't know was going to happen until six minutes ago. <laughs> Surprise. Hello. Uh, I got uh, Michael Vasquez and Tyler Bentley at the house. Tyler called me this morning. He's like, hey, I'm coming up to Claire, and I live eight minutes south of Claire. He's like, I got to go up to Jay's. Do you want to hang out? I said, yep, let's do it. So, And then we get to my house here, and Michael's with us, and... We start talking about cameras, and Tyler's like, uh, I think we should be talking about this in microphones, so let's podcast. So here we are. We're podcasting. We have no agenda. Don't even know what we're going to talk about. Um, literally could be about the birds and the bees. I don't know. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't got that talk yet, and I'm 35. That's good. You don't need it. You're good. <laughs> I think you know what you're doing. Oh, boy. So, boys, welcome back to the podcast. You guys haven't been to my house since... Uh, Boy, what episode was that? Around 200? 200, 200 and... I want to say it was around that time frame. Sounds about right. Early uh, Nick was here too, wasn't he? Yep, yeah, Nick, Nick was, was here. here. Yeah, so it was, it's was. it been a while. been a while. House looks awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Michael's over there. If, if we want to talk to him, we'll just text him. He's got his hand, <laughs> phone in his hand. Just I'm trying to figure out where Rick's at. Well, you got him on low jack over there? Yeah, talking to Rick. Oh, you're talking to him. We probably should have invited Nick. Sorry, Nick. I'm sure he's working. No today. way. We don't need you, Nick. Mr. Don't need you, Nick. Mr. Rick Cooley. Yeah. So, I guess, I mean, we're in uh, July. Today is middle July. What? Uh, let's talk about uh, what's on your guys' whitetail list right now. Like Tyler, Michael, what are you guys doing? I'm putting cameras out. I put five out the other day. I put another one out today. It's so, like, what's, what's on your list? Uh, same for me, man. A lot of food plots. It's time of year that uh, spraying soybeans, uh, corn's all up pretty high, so... Uh, I, obviously, you know, I hunt out of blinds quite a bit. I get a lot of shit for that. Uh, make, <laughs> making sure I don't got bees nests and all my blinds and making sure everything's all set. There's chairs. Yep. Uh, cell cameras are all set. All my cell cameras are out other than maybe two cameras. So pretty much all my cameras are deployed after 4th of July. Got a couple more spots. I want to put them in. Uh, I want to hang a couple cameraman stands and a couple of my pre-hung sets. Uh, that way if we get a early cold front or something in October, you know, me and Michael or me and my girlfriend, Lauren, can go out there. We have a cameraman set already yep. ready to go. So really just making those last final preparations to get off of the hunting properties for the next two months. Where are you putting cameras right now? Is it just on food sources, just trying to get inventory or like where are you putting them? Yeah, more more or less on food sources. Yeah, for the most part. So I on mean, your beans, on your corn. Exactly. That's exactly how they're all named: beans, corn. This house, beans, corn. <laughs> you know? Are you doing any mock scrapes or anything like that? I mean, mock um, scrapes are a big thing. I now. don't. I don't have any on mock scrapes. I have existing mock scrapes that or that pop up every single year. It's not a pre-made scrape, but mm -hmm. you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I will transition those over. But I normally won't do that. A lot of guys do it in September, but I don't want to step on my farm in September. Right. And I'm going to be out of. I won't be in Michigan for the whole month of September. Yep. Um, so I'll go in, let's say, for example, there's a cold front October 7th. 
I'll go into my farm, hunt that cold front. Um, then maybe let's say the following day or one of the next two hot days, I'll go back in, transition all those cameras that I set up this month yep. over two scrapes. I got gotcha. you. Michael, what do you got? What's, what's on your checklist right now? I got your honeydew. I got a couple cameras out right now. Uh, I want to get another one deployed this week. I'm going to go look at scouting some more property. Um, there's a new spot that the tribe opened up not too long ago. And I walked it. I think we walked it a couple years ago, Tyler and I. Uh, but I want to get back out there, walk that again, kind of figure out and probably set up a spot and yep. get a camera on that. I'm trying to expand out into some other properties. I know not really many people hunt around the tribe. Um, but yeah, right now it's just over food sources. I got my bean field that I hunt every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, those beans are looking good. The farmer's doing real well there. So I got a couple cameras set up there, uh, a couple areas that we have scraped throughout the year on, and then right in the corner where I always hunt, it seems like the deer always funnel to that corner and feed yep. every night. So, and then other than that, just scouting bean fields around me, figuring out where the deer are moving at, what their summer patterns are, you know, with us being able to hunt early September, I can still get on them when they're still in that feeding pattern. Yeah. And, and what Michael is referring to as us is not everybody. (laughs) Michael is actually, um, I don't, you're on the Saginaw, is it Saginaw? Chippewa. Chippewa tribe. Yeah. Saginaw Chippewa tribe. Yep. So located here in Mount Pleasant area, that's, he's on, you know, lives there and is part of the tribe and everything yep. so he yep. they have and we did a podcast and i'm trying to find what number it was because we break that down yeah we and broke it, was it down crazy and we're showing, yeah. you know talk a lot about the the rules and guidelines for us and the, the way i see it, it's like it's like a huge lease it's like a big piece of property it's like yeah. a big hunting club that's exactly you know what, what it's I mean? like yeah and they also just i think like four or five years ago they bought a piece up in tawas nice. oh really it was, it was like a 400 acre piece i think okay so it was episode 202 if you guys go back and listen to that we break down like the, you guys have your own organization. You yep. have your own conservation district, right? Or would you call it a district? Or it, it's it? our it's our own uh, committee, conversation yeah. conservation committee. Yep. So you guys can hunt what September one. It, it, it's usually the first week of September. It kind of bounces around every okay. year. Uh, yep. Last year was like September seventeenth, I think. But they did a youth season right off like September sixth, which they've never done. So that was mm-hmm. that was a new thing last year. So that's what he means by that. And like, so you're actually, your mindset is a little different than ours because you can hunt a month before us. Oh yeah. So like how, how do you, and you've been able to do that your whole life. So it's nothing new to you. I mean, if if Tyler and I could do that, we have to like transition a little bit of like how we think about, but like for me, like Tyler said, you know, you don't like to be in the timber in September at all. I really don't either. So that would I think would be like August for me if I was you, Michael, right. because you're like uh, I got to have everything done and ready to go early, so you're not bumping deer around. See, and that that's the biggest thing this year is my my work schedule's changed. I'm working second shift this year, so my biggest thing right now is trying to figure out how to hunt these areas in the morning, especially mm-hmm. that early in the in the season, because typically they're all you know your fields are all hitting them in the evening. Yep. So that's my biggest thing is trying to figure out how we're gonna or how I'm going to. You know transition to more of a morning hunter just because you're working third shift right you're i'm working, working seconds seconds so, so i go i go into work at two in the afternoon and i don't get out till 11 at night Ooh, and what's your i know you are you on a swing schedule is that what it is or is it monday through friday it, no i work uh what is it sunday through thursday okay so then you'll have like you know friday saturday it'd be your saturday sunday right. kind of thing where you could do whatever but 
Um, yeah, that that'd be tricky. I think trying to hunt yeah. the mornings that you got to be very delicate with that. I would and, think. And, and not that you couldn't do right. it. And that's but. where I think is going to come down to a lot of experience in the past, where the deer are bedding, where they're traveling, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they're doing in the morning. But like I said, I'm not much of a morning hunter. I don't care for mornings unless it's the rut. Mm-hmm. That's about the only time I'll get in a stand in the morning. For for what reason? Just typically never really liked them. I always have more activity in the evening. Mm-hmm. You're hunting I, a lot of field edges. Right, and that's the reason why is I hunt yeah. all field edges. You hunt edges. a lot of ag. And, and that's the biggest thing. You know, I don't really dip into the timber too much, but this year I think it's going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. And one of these spots that I'm going to go scout this week is all timber. There's yep. no food sources around or anything. Yep. Move that mic a little closer to your face. I mean, I mean, you're tip it up just a little bit right at your suck hole. Right, your suck hole. Right, there you be careful go. with that link. Oh, see, oh, there it, it is. Sounds way, way better. better. Way better. Now you don't sound so. <laughs> well, I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Seductive. Seductive. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's that's uh, a unique plan because I don't think there's a lot of guys that are targeting hunting mornings in you September. Know, in September. No. that's pretty crazy. You know what it? I mean? So that's gonna be, I think, my toughest. You sound thing this way year. better right now. Yes, really? you got to get real close. Let's see. You guys look more excited. Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. <laughs> Sounds way better. Yeah, and you know, there's a fine line there, man. Not say so you can't do it, but you got to have a good entry. Yep. You know, good exit. I know that's very original to say, but delicate with your farm because, like you said, like you like to rut hunt. You know, and you you hunt all year, but like. You might be on a deer that's very patternable in September that like you might blow out of the country. Right. And then he's over by my house, which would be fine. So hunt mornings. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good plan. I know Mike and I have went out and hunted that in the morning before and it was a standing soybean field. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. we can try, but I, I already know this is gonna be a catastrophe going in there and yeah. uh, you know, forty yards into the soybean field, just every deer in the county is I'm like, yikes. <laughs> so, and that, that's the biggest thing is, you know, figuring out the entry point to that. Or do I try to hunt the timber to the north of it? Do you have timber access? Like if you kind of get in in the back door, instead of going through the field, do you have any sort of timber access? Like you might be going through the bedding. You well, know and that's mean? the thing is I'm going to have to go through the bedding in order to get there. But it's so thick that I'm going to make a lot of noise unless I go and actually trim a trail, which is probably what's going to have to happen if I'm mm-hmm. going to want to get in there in the morning. I mean, I have a, a stand set up in the corner yeah. that I could literally stay in the timber all the way till I get up in the tree. Mm-hmm. Might have to do that. It's July, mid-July right now. Get we got done. Tyler up here for Get the chainsaws <laughs> out. There you go. Going to have to do something. Yeah. But yeah, that's my biggest, biggest goal this year is to figure out how we're going to do this early September in the morning. Yeah. We should talk about goals. Good call there. Cause, uh, because that's something one of my buddies and I talked about today through text and I was just giving him shit about my goals, but it's like, it is a goal, but I was pretty cocky with it. (laughs) He texts me and he's like, he's like, you know, I had to read, he goes, November like second, third and fourth are a weekday. We could go hit some public ground and uh, kill two bucks. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be tagged out by then. Like, I'm good. Like he's like, oh, oh shit, okay. I guess I'll do it myself then. He said. <laughs> but no, I mean, go, to go back to the basically the honeydew list for hunting. Mine is just, I mean, I'm not. I didn't do a food plot this year or any food plots. Uh, I prepped some stands this September or this uh, this uh, what you would call it spring. Um, 
just deploying cameras and putting mock scrapes, putting all my cameras on mock Well, I shouldn't say all of them. I got a couple on beans right now just trying to get. You got the David Riley scrape mastered yet? Shout out to David. I don't know if it's mastered, but I put one out today behind the house that would uh, probably put a lot of his scrapes to yeah. shame, probably. I'm going to have to witness one of these. I watched the video. The video mm-hmm. is sweet. Yeah, um, I've got one. That I just put one in the one acre today, and I filmed that, so I'm going to put it up on YouTube sometime nice. soon. So I'm going to take notes and then go try to copy, <laughs> go try go. To copy you. <laughs> I'm not a big scrape bot, uh, mock scrape guy, but I'd, I'd love to try to do more of that. Yeah, Tyler started doing like these weekly vlogs for Nick and I to listen to and kind of keep up with like our ideas for this year. Yep. Next week's going to be all about mock scrape. <laughs> yeah, you go. totally irrelevant to the rise. You just know, <laughs> and it's a, like mock scrapes is one of those trendy things, I think, right now. Like you see. I did some podcasts with Trey Pottinger about it, but then like, you know, for me, mock scrapes or even scrapes when I was building them or, or freshing them was like, take my boot, knock the dirt around a bit, maybe urinate in it myself, and then maybe put some Tink 69 yeah. in it or something, you know, like, something like that. Like, it was just very like... Got her done in 60 seconds. Yep. Like, this'll work. Right. Today, when I went and built that scrape back there, it took me like 20-some minutes. No kidding. It. Yeah, like I, you know... I never really, and that's something David does, is he really studies what branches and what kind of trees that his deer like to scrape under. And like for around here, it's, for some reason, it's like beech trees. Like they like, and I don't have, we don't have a lot of beech trees around here, but beech or oaks or something like that. Well, I studied, you know, kind of looking at where I've had scrapes before and then found a branch not far from where I built this scrape, cut it down on private grounds, my own ground. So screwed the branch right into a tree, the existing tree stump right there, made it a lot lower than I would ever make it. Um, David kind of told me that, like I was always like head height with the leaves on though. You're saying, right? Yeah. Like leaves those, on. Le- those leaves come off. I'm like a hip height. Like it's, that that's where low. you want it. Right like now. It, when you look at it, you're like, damn, that's low. Yep. That's low. But, um, you know, there's some bounce to it. The play with it, they'll bounce it. It won't come off. And then, you know, forehead gland, buck fever forehead gland is I doused that thing with it. Didn't put anything on the dirt. Whatever drips down is whatever. And, I mean, within two hours, I already had a deer on it. No kidding. Yeah, really? I, put, I put a cell cam on it. And well, what's, what's funny, I was, when I when I eat lunch, I watch YouTube. Yep. And I normally just go to YouTube and just spam whatever video pops up. Yep. I, I happen to watch a Jeff Sturgis video on making mock scrapes. Oh, really? And he was talking about like the 10 don'ts of making mock scrapes. Yep. And he was talking about how guys go out there, they make this mock scrape, and they got their dopey, and they spray dopey on the, the branch. And I was just like, you know we've all done that. Oh, dude. Did the deer pee out of his eyeball? Because that so does not happen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what made me think of that, but it was pretty funny. That is funny because every every hunter has done that at some point in their their hunting journey or whatever. But like the scrape that I made, you know, a lot of times was about as big as this calendar, you know, and it's like, I don't know, a foot by two foot maybe. I made mine today four foot by four foot. Big. Like big. That's big, awesome. Big. And that was one of David's biggest things is he's like, I want deer to be able to see this from 20, 30 yards away. Yeah. And be like, wow, that is like, it's like a turd in a punch bowl, literally. Right. Just, oh, yeah. You know, you want them to come over and investigate. I made that sucker big. Yeah. And like car hood. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, want them to take it over and make it their own, which I've had a scrape under this tree. You know, it was a it was a artificial vine that I used before, and it just like it worked good for like a year, and then like for 
two or three years, it was just like they weren't hitting it the same. And I'm like, you know, screw this. Why not give them the real thing, you know? So um, I don't know. I did that today. Put up uh, Exodus Render with a um, my first solar panel I've ever put up for a camera. So we'll see how that goes. But um, other than that, man, I'm just basket weaving, really. Yeah. Other than that. These, these last two months, you kind of get a little, I'm not going to say bored. It, it almost switches from property and getting all your stuff done to like, okay, now it's getting real. It's like gear. Yep. Gear. And, and shooting your bow. Shooting your bow and, and dialing yourself in, so not so much your hunting property mm-hmm. at that point. But And then you're really not touching your hunting property. You're just kind of scouting. That's about it from you well, know the road. Or and it makes out. you feel like you're not doing anything. You're yeah. like, you see other people like posting stuff like, ah, oh, they're on the farm. It's like, really, that probably happened four weeks ago. And they're right. just yeah, posting yeah. now you know but yeah i right now um my biggest thing is jumping back to a saddle saddle this year just trying to get used to that in the yard shooting out of it get comfortable tearing it down set it up Mm -hmm. yep that's all i've really been doing pack that uh, sucker up in the dark with your eyes closed twice you know what i mean literally you got to be so comfortable with your gear got to have a system we talked about that today going up to jay's like trying to get a system dialed in you know that's it man that's me with like camera gear you know my i think back to my first few years filming and how the order that you would pack your bag and the order you would unpack you're doing that stuff in the dark like you literally need to be able to put your camera on your fluid head and screw all that shit in Mm -hmm. in the dark with your eyes closed yep Yep. so yeah we were just talking about cameras because i just bought a new camera so you know, you and I and Rick and David went live the other night, and, and we had a question on there. What can I think it was on that, wasn't it? Like I believe camera so. gear. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, it was a couple weeks ago, and I I had said it was between. I think I said it was between two cameras, but I was gonna do like a two hundred fifty dollar handy cam. Well, I went with a DSLR mirrorless, a Canon M fifty Mark II. And this little cute. That's little, a badass little camera. This dude. cute little bastard. It is right cute. Here. You almost got me wanting to buy one. They, it's it's smaller, but it's a mirrorless DSLR, so it takes good images. I just got a kit lens for it right now. Um, I got a 15 to 45 with it. Got a mic, a road mic on it, and the thing is just light, dude. It's adorable. Look yeah. how tiny it is. Well, and I was surprised by the quality. Yeah, I showed you some video yeah. of that. The photos, the video. Yeah. I mean, the price point. That's price a, real, point a was, really badass camera. I got the body and that kit lens. And a 256 Extreme SanDisk Class 10 card that supports 4K for, what was it, 700 and... I think you're right around there, just over 750 bucks or something like that. Not bad at all. I noticed they had the the package on there, too, the creator kit that comes with the 55 to 300. Yep. 55 to 300. Is it the 55 to 300? Something like that. It was big. It might have been 200. I think it was 200. That's the lens I'm going to get for my tree stand lens. Okay. Whatever that For filming deer. Yep. So, so obviously the lens that you have on there now is going to be for vlogging, Vlogging. taking photos, you know, any roll. Yep. Your second lens, your 55 Mm -hmm. to 200 is going to be for filming deer. Yep. Yep. That's the plan. And it's, if there's any downside to it, like I was telling you guys, if you guys like to shoot in slow mo, we call it frame rate, um, it only will do it in 720 which is fine because I can upscale it in post. So it'll look just fine. Um, and then what's the other thing? It shoots 4K, but it only shoots 4K in 24 frames, which isn't a deal breaker to me. 24 frames re- looks really film-esque. Like it yeah, gives that's, it that that's film a look. 4K format. I mean, yep. or cinematic would be yep. 4K at 24p, right? Yep. So then the battery on it as well. I was, we were up in, up in, up north scouting some public ground Saturday and I I purposely ran the camera all day maybe shut it off twice it was a three-hour hike that we did just looking around filming 
and the battery still had half battery left when I got back. And I'm like, that's oh, awesome. Okay. So, so you got a really good battery life on that thing. Too. Yeah. And yeah, I have re- read some reviews about don't get like the aftermarket batteries, get the Canon ones. Yes, I think they're yes. 60 bucks a yes. piece. I think it's I'm going to buy that. another one at least just have another one. I want to say it's like Nexar or something like that. That usually sells like a, yeah. a compatible battery. I bought two of those. And I bought another Canon, actual Canon battery, and mm-hmm. those two together last about as long as one Canon battery. Yeah. yeah. So you definitely want to buy the Canon brand. Yeah. But for pictures and good DSLR mirrorless footage for the price point, I can't beat it. No, um, not at all. It's going to be nice for me. I love that it's a Canon. And when you're scrolling through the interface, that's something I'm used to using. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Um Autofocus. Canon is not autofocus for great autofocus. For vlogging. Oh, man. It's Oof. got a flip-out screen, too, so you can see everything that you're filming. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, it, we got an R5 right here. This setup right here, just the body and camera, what is probably five grand. Or It's obviously bigger, but uh, I just pulled out footage and, and pictures, and I showed you guys, and you wouldn't even really, unless you really looked fine-tooth comb, like... If you just said, hey, I filmed this with my R5, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, it looks great. Looks you know? good. I wouldn't really, if I didn't analyze it, I wouldn't. Yep, it, yep. it looks that good. It really yeah. does. So, yeah. Very cool. Mike, so what, are you, what are you filming with? I'm going to run my Sony FDR this year and then uh, GoPro 10. Nice. That so, GoPro 10 suite. I know. I bought one this summer too. <clears throat> Tyler had the 9. I really loved the 9. And then he bought the 10. I'm like, okay, this is, you wouldn't think just the one year difference that much would change. But I those, know. those 10s are insane. Yeah, they're nice. I don't know, even for like the creator package on that as well. Like you get oh, the yeah. vlog stick or whatever the, oh, what's it called? The Volta. Volta. A handle. It's an extra battery. I don't know. Quality looks great. You can do uh, time lapses. I think you can even do night lapses with that. I really haven't even yeah. played with it much. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot you can do with those. Our, kind of our plan with the GoPros is to use it as our, our B-roll camera mm-hmm. up behind us. Yep. And then we're going to, I'm pretty sure you can run the wireless mics to those. I haven't tried, but I'm pretty sure you can. Hmm. I don't know. Um, because we have the shot. You have the shotgun mic too on yours, don't you? Yes, I do the have a shotgun mod. mic. Yep. And it has the cold shoe mount up top. Yes. Yep. And it has an audio port. So I'm, a, I'm under the assumption that you can run a wireless. Oh, I'm sure you can then. Um, so yeah, we're going to try to run the GoPro 10 up behind us with the wireless mic. And then obviously you have, you know, like that camera, your main mm-hmm. A-roll yep. camera that's going to film the deer. So hell yeah. That'd be a cool setup. I'm going lean and mean this year, man. I've said it before, last couple of podcasts, like I'm trying to go light. Like you guys see the pack that I'm using this year. It's tiny. 830 cubic inches. Um, same same cubic inches as David Riley's pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving him shit. Because... Shout out to David, dog. <laughs> now, Aaron, what are you running for wireless mics this year? I'm not. You're not? Nope. Nope. Okay. I, I really don't see a need in it for myself. Um, I do it for work, but I'm all, I'm also the only one filming, so I can monitor it. To me, wireless mics, when I'm filming myself, is just an added expense one but it added like no, more batteries i gotta take more you know i gotta have a transmitter all that stuff more cables like every, he he did this shit for work for so long that stuff stresses him out it does See, and i just bought the new road wireless mic yep. the goes those things are tiny you got the two personal ones are they're, sweet. Yeah. they're sweet they're the little brick ones yes yeah they're small dude mm-hmm. it's like the size of those like apple chip things what it's are those bluetooth called? you put it the bluetooth on top of your camera yep, yep. yeah I could see doing something like that, but like to again, more batteries, more things to worry. Oh, is it? Because I don't monitor audio. Like I plug my my shotgun in here, and this road shotgun is awesome. And I'm just like, I know it works. Right. I know yeah. it's. 
I don't have to worry about when a deer's coming in if I'm, you know, not that I'm talking to myself, but like if I, <laughs> after I shoot, if I turn to the camera and I don't have audio and you just, you just see your mouth moving, you're like, well, yeah. that sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. that, that's what we talked about a yeah, lot. I you had know. a couple of clips where I showed the emotion out of, you know, some deer coming in and big encounter and, and you hear, yeah. Can't, yeah. And can't you, you could see like the expression on my face, you know, yelling and everything. But if I had like, you know, the wireless mic set up and everything, you would have got all of that emotion in that video. You know, one of my buddies, Justin Fabian, he runs, um, he runs a zoom external audio recorder. It's those, literally, those are sweet, literally the size of like a lighter in your pocket in your pocket you put a yep. lav mic on and he just hits record runs that thing and all it day. runs it right to an sd card the only shitty thing is you gotta link all that up and post i don't want to do that no which i don't think it'd be that big of a deal if you knew like there's there could be some points where you're you know you definitely could link it up and post it'd be a pain in the ass but you know they're not that much money and you're getting like audio recording all the time. So if you wanted a sound bite, like when you see initially see that deer and you're thinking, like, oh shit, that's oh, a shooter. There he is. It's like, real. You never get that ever. Right. You know, but now it's recording. He turns it on when he leaves the truck and then he turns it off when he gets back that night. And like he just got one big audio clip, but he just goes in and, and clips it all up yep. and moves everything. Yep. See, I, th- I think if it was my wireless mic and I was the one producing it, I could do it. But if Mike's like, hey, here's my SD card from my whole day of talking, yeah. well, I don't want to listen to right. six hours of <laughs> you trying to figure out right. what happened and what was said. That would be the tough part. But Yeah, and um, sorry, I was just reading something on my phone. T- took me took me back a little bit. Anyway, um, yeah, so the wires, back to your question the wireless thing is just a little more added to me i mean look at this little cute little ball of love Dude, right here cute. you know what i mean like this camera is but it feels good it doesn't it does feel, feel like, like i'm gonna break it you, you know, know obviously going like light setup you're going saddle you're going light backpack you're going yep. light camera gear light camera arm that thing's perfect for the dude who wants to a be in a saddle or have a mm-hmm. light setup that camera is awesome i'm using a pocket arm this year so perfect all one piece arm and then i'm so i'm gonna have that camera um that lens i'm gonna have a long lens i'm gonna have my gopro pocket arm i always bring one extra layer like a rain layer as well if i know it's gonna rain i'll bring that four sticks platform and a saddle perfect i bet you your whole camera and filming setup with both lenses and the pocket arm doesn't weigh as much as just the lens on the r5 no no with i'm thinking my pack setup this year i haven't weighed everything but everything i'm going to have in my pack setup this is with sticks and a platform i think i'm going to be around that 12 to 15 pounds no shit that's light that's light yeah that's like as much as a mobile tree stand Mm -hmm. just a stand yeah and i and i walk in with the saddle on so I don't really count that, but right. Um, it don't weigh much anyway. No, and my saddle I think weighs one point five pounds. I think nice is what it is. Tyler's thinking so, of a saddle for one of his mobile hunts. Can I hang my saddle inside my redneck? <laughs> you could just put like one. It might of those. look like a sex swing. Then. They'd be like, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> <laughs> just got a sex swing in his. I'm redneck. just sitting in the center of my redneck, like a six <laughs> by six in the saddle. Like, what's up? <laughs> He's taking a saddle in North Dakota. Oh, that's you funny. should. Imagine not lugging back a tree stand. I did that. say that to Nick the other day. We were talking about, you know, North Dakota plans and stuff and tree stands. And 
I'm like, man, saddle would be nice. I said that just for the fact that I you know by your sticks up to. Jay's. I know. I kind of forgot to be honest. I did too. But uh, yeah, you know, in North Dakota, it's it's flat. It's fairly flat, mm-hmm. but you got to walk two freaking miles. Like I'm just like, all right, I got to go for a 40 minute walk. Yep. It's not a hard walk. It's just long, long ways. Every pound in your pack or whatever it is you're carrying equates to a, a lot after 40 yep. minutes of walking. And then so. it's, you know, still early out there. You what They start in September. Oh, dude, it's 85 degrees. Yeah, Sunday's so it's not, hot. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in a t-shirt, and then when I walk for 40 minutes, I don't care how good a shape you're in, you're soaked. Yep. No, I agree. I think that's like where definitely a saddle shines for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And it shines in my eyes and more. I'm, I'm not saying I'm pro saddle and like tree stands can suck a, a fat one, you know, but I'm saying what I'm saying is like there's tools and applications for different scenarios. So. That, that would make the most sense to me yeah. to use a saddle out there. Yep. It really would. Yeah. Um, what was I just going to say? Goals. Let's goals. switch over yeah. to goals. Let's hear your goals, dude. You want to hear my goals? I, I want to hear your goals. I haven't fleshed them all out, but my number one goal is, so David and I are heading up north with uh, the Latitude guys, Kevin Vistason and the Deer Hunting Podcast guys. Dan Infault supposed to be there. Um, I think he might be bringing a friend, I think. Uh, Prime Archer guys, maybe? Uh, we're going to have a big camp. Anyway, we're leaving on the 6th, I think, of October. So like Early October. Yeah. So those first like five days of season, and my goal, my first goal is to kill a buck here behind my house um, or around my house. Before the trip. Before the trip. Six days mm-hmm. of hunting before yep. the trip. Hunt my butt off for six days. If I'm home, I'm supposed to be home right now. So if I'm home um, from any work trips, that's my my goal and then my uh my big goal i got some little goals like i want to kill a deer out of a saddle i haven't killed one out of a saddle in 11 years um i want to do that but my my big big goal this year is to kill a deer a deer does i don't care what it is not gonna be a fawn but a buck or doe um spotted little guy on public on public on public yep that is my goal you and i talked like this much about it but like what i would kill in michigan public I would have no shame in shooting the six point. Yeah, that's where I've basically uh, cut or, or or drew my line. Basically, is it's got to be at least a six yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's not the goal, but right. I mean, I'm gonna hunt a little bit of public in Michigan in my my mom's cat, uh, mm-hmm. cabin in Gladwin County, mm-hmm. and I told you about the boat situation. I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna boat back in and try to kill one back in there. I don't really care if I do or not. Yeah. But that's the exact same thing I said. Like, dude, if you boat in and you hunt public land in northern Michigan and you kill a six-point, like, that's still cool. Yeah. that's Oh, yeah, for, for sure. You know, and it's not like something, I don't know. I just, uh, I know I can do it, but I, I have to prove it to myself that I yeah, can yeah. do it. So, like, um, a lot of guys might be, be like, well, really, you're going to, like, shoot the first basket rack comes by? Well, you that's know, not the goal. And, and you know, that deer might come out in front of me, and I'm going to be like, you know what? No, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't need to. So, like, I'm... Setting the bar kind of low, yeah, yeah, just yep. in case. Yep. You're like, hey, I told myself I'm here for fun, mm-hmm. and this is your I fun came opportunity. To party. And here for fun, but I came to party. And you're going to be like, you're going to be the Hambino. I can't shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Michigan for six days, and then you're going on your public land stuff. And yeah. what about after that? That's only the first 14 days of season. My goal is to have two bucks in Michigan down by gun season. By gun season. And I've only ever tagged out in Michigan – um. Oh God, I know two times. It might be three times. 
all I can say is these Michigan deer are in for a hurting because they got AB that wants to kill two <laughs> Michigan bucks and that's it. They're not looking good. Oh boy, we might be done the first two days of season. I that's don't know. what I'm. That's what I'm saying, dude. You're gonna be like first sit black, first no. sit on public black. No, I'm not gonna do that. First well, day, if it's first yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not gonna hit public until. You know, it, honestly, I probably won't hit public until we go up north. Okay. Uh, for that first trip, because the first five days, actually, the, it's basically the first three days, weather dependent. But the first three days around here in my house are pretty dynamite. Like yeah. I gotta, I gotta strike while the the iron's hot here, and then, um, and then go on that trip, and then come back and you know try to figure something else out. So we'll see. I just want to have, like, I really want to try to get a deer down those first five days. Is my plan. So what do you say? Filling both buck tags or killing one on public, which is the higher priority? Killing one buck or buck on public. So that's over killing two bucks. I could care less if I killed two bucks in Michigan. It's more about killing one on public. Yep. Okay, that's yep. cool. That's where I'm at right now. Nice, mm-hmm. man. I don't know. What about you? What about Michael? What about Mikey? <laughs> Kill a buck on August 31st. August 31st. <laughs> 31st. <laughs> a little early there, buddy. Oh, jeez. Um, Found one he could hit with a truck, finally. Uh, road hunting. <laughs> I got a couple of different goals this year. You know, first one's obviously get a buck down early. Um, How early? Hope if we open the first week of September, I'm hoping the first week of September. I mean, they're very that's easily early. patterned. God, he ought to do it in the morning too. That's the crazy part. I know. I know. Dude, that's if that gonna happens, be, that's going to be tough. But I'm hoping that the season opens right around my weekend, and then I can hunt my evening on the weekend. There you go. Make it happen. That that's probably a better plan than um, going in in the morning. <laughs> but you know, even like another goal is. My daughter this year, she wants to hunt. I've taken her out a couple of times, but I think the number one goal is to get her to shoot one this year. How old is she? She's seven. Seven. Yep. So and youth hunt, you think? Yep. I told her that I'm going to actually take some time off for that youth weekend. Awesome. week that they opened up for youth and take her out. So her grandpa passed away uh, almost a year ago now. So mm-hmm. she learned how to shoot his crossbow last year, and this year she actually wants to try to plug one. So That's awesome. I'm going to try to get that done for her before I even, you know, hunt this year because usually you season opens up just before ours does when uh what are you gonna is it like gonna hold her to strictly does just to kind of get blood on the ground and have the experience or what i'm gonna let her shoot whatever she wants if mm-hmm. you know if a little bucket comes in or a spike or whatever comes in and she wants to poke it i'm gonna let her really oh, yeah. okay good i mean you, i mean man. and last year we spent a lot of time on the crossbow i showed her all the safeties you know oh yeah she talked shoots her about, it great oh yeah i mean she's dialed out to 50 yards but yeah, you know, that's awesome. I, I'm gonna try to hopefully get a deer within 30 yards for her to shoot. She's got some cool interviews on the rocking a rise hat. I oh, seen yeah. some of the videos. She's that's like, sweet. she's got the hat on. It's the rise, and she's like, I'm Malia with the rise, and we're, <laughs> and we're here. We're here to kill a deer and stuff. It's like, oh, that's so cool. That's yeah, awesome. She's Segment one coming in hot. Yeah, you know, with the youth kill. So that, I'm calling it right now. She's that'd gonna be awesome. kill. It's gonna be segment one. That's the that's the big goal this year. Um, and then obviously you get, you know, a buck down for me early mm-hmm. season. And then I'd, re- I'd really like to tag out this year. Yeah. Um, I, I could definitely fill all my doe tags every year, but it's definitely, you know, I'd like to fill a couple more, a couple buck tags, fill up some doe tags and, you know, hopefully maybe, I don't know. I keep going back and forth about heading out of state. And if I go out of state, I, I, I really want to go back to Ohio. I have some redemption to get down there. Oh yeah. The more I bug him about it, the less odds he's going to go. <laughs> every time with Tyler, every time with Tyler, you go to Missouri, North Dakota. Ohio. You want to go here? You want to go here? He's like, no. You should go to North Dakota. He, he names off. I like, want to go on that trip. Names off like let's go ten different states. Yeah, go? I can't go to North Dakota. I'm gonna be gone. 
yeah. when you guys are out there, so that sucks. I really want to do that hunt, though, because... Dude, it's awesome. I know. It seems like it'd be a lot of fun to go out there and just get after a velvet deer. If you can find one. Yeah, they're you there. Know. You got to get on them early. See, and that's the problem. If I go up to North Dakota for a velvet buck, I can go do one right here in Michigan. Yeah. You I wouldn't be leaving Michigan yeah, if I could kill a right, velvet deer. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah, go go somewhere in the rut, I would say, or even pre-rut, you know, late October, plan your out-of-trip there. See, and that's even hard because I figured out the rut season here for me. Well, and punch those bang tags and then go out of awesome. state. Yeah, no. you know what I mean. Punch them yeah, September I mean, one and two, and that's the goal. Is I want to punch them early, and then you know, my biggest thing is like I'd love to go out to Missouri. I'd love to go out west and hunt, but unfortunately, I don't have all the time to take off from work. Right. You know, I do a week vacation in the summer with the kids. You know, March we do another vacation with the kids. Right there is already ate up. You know, a little about half of my time that I accrue a year so i gotta be really picky and choosy during deer season mm-hmm. which yeah. sucks but you know family comes first on that so if you had a time where you could take like a rotcation what would you pick if it was your perfect time um this year i actually am planning on taking some time off for rut okay and according to what le- days i mean like what when are you taking off it's probably gonna be right around i'd say november 8th 9th all the way to probably okay. like the 15th Later. That's that's a different. I was expecting, I expecting going that. November one through five. That's I was it. expecting October twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. That's well, and that's the thing, you know, like the couple of years Tyler and I went to Ohio. That's when it was freaking money down there during that yep. time. But even like the last couple of years I hunted Michigan, that was the time frame where the deer were really moving. See, in in my experiences, the last couple of years in Michigan, it's been early, like twenty yep. seventh of October through the third of November, and then after that, like last year. When the 5th of November was over, it felt like the rut was over for me in my farms and my areas here. Like, it See, was crazy. And, and I thought the same thing, you know, this year. I thought the rut started pretty darn early where I was at, but it's, I feel like it lasted longer than normal. Yeah. And, you know, this is the, the old great debate. It's like, oh, we had an early rut. I don't know if we really had an early rut. It happens the same every year. What you see with your eyes, though, might be early. Right. Like, yeah. you know, that's what it is. Like, it... I'm just going by like hot when it was hot for me right. and my, when my cameras were blown up, what I was seeing from the stand 27th of October through like the 5th of November. And then literally I didn't see any bucks chasing, you know, I didn't do a lot of hunting after that. Cause I had three deer down and I was like kind of riding a high and I'm like, well, I, don't, I need to go out. Just, you know, just sit around and I had a house to build. But anyway, like I, I didn't see a lot of deer really getting after it you yeah. know i i think the difference between people saying they had a great rut or an early rut whatever it might be it's just whether they had hot does where they were hunting yeah. they're like wow the rut's early well you might have had a doe that went into estrus a little bit early on your farm so it's like oh i had this phenomenal rut or oh it's early you know it's just wherever those hot does are yep that's what hmm. i think see and i think that's the biggest thing for me last year is i have a ton of does where i hunt at and so they all are, you know, going to come into heat at different time frames. Yep. So I think that's why it seemed like that rut for me was expanded a little bit. And it wasn't like I was seeing the same exact buck every time. I'd see, you know, a, the big eight. I seen him for like a week straight. And the next, you know, it was a different buck and then mm-hmm. a different buck. So it was just, it wasn't always the same buck that I was seeing. It was just different ones moving through trying to find the hot does. But yeah, I mean, I have does all over me. I think that's one thing that made the rut seem like it was expanded for me did we ever tell that story like briefly of me and mike almost killed one of his target bucks off the ground last year 
But I think we told that story on that episode 202. Didn't okay, we? we did. I couldn't I remember. I think we talked about it a little bit, yeah. But, but <clears throat> the one thing we didn't talk about was you were going to go shed hunting after that to try to find the buck, one of the bucks, and you found him dead. Yeah, the big eight. Yeah. I think it was right after we recorded, you found that deer. And I remember you sent me a video of him, like, hey, dude, I found him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because yeah, he was never, shot, wasn't never. he? Somebody shot him? Yeah, he was shot with a gun. Yeah, somebody shot him and. And, it's a good deer. And when I found them, it looked like they may have shot them high. Yep. Well, when I pulled the SD card out of that camera, the camera was probably about 20, 25 yards uh, west of where I found him dead. And that guy walked right past my trail camera looking for him. Mm-hmm. Did you know a, who it was? No. I got a picture of him coming across the trail camera. And then literally like not even a minute later, he walked right past it again. So I think he noticed the trail camera, went past it a bit, and then turned around and went back. D- was the guy not supposed to be there? No, it was tribal property. But, but he wasn't part of the tribe, right? No. The no, okay. only way that he could cross onto the property is if he was to get a hold of someone to wow. let them know what happened, if he could cross the property find his deer. So he was trespassing. So do you think he killed, shot that deer then? Yeah, I, I do believe that deer was shot. I mean, from what I could see, because, I mean, we found it, gosh, I want to say January. Um, yeah, I it was like January, February time frame. right around there is when I found them. Actually, I got pictures. I can pull it up. Yeah. I swear it was right after we recorded that episode. Cause that came out, that episode came out February 22nd. Doesn't mean we recorded. We recorded probably a couple days before that, but, um, that went live February 22nd. So it was right there sometime in February. I think you found them. Yeah, because I literally just went out to, it was just after season ended because I went and pulled stands. And when I pulled my stands, I was like, I'm going to go look for them, see if I can find them. And within like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, we, I, my buddy Jeff and I went out and I stumbled across them. Yep. Good deer though. Good deer. I mean, I just shot the hell out of him. He, 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 a a, he honestly had a really good season last year. February 8th. February 8th is when you found him. Yep. So we recorded before that because I know we did. I, I'm almost positive we did, but doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a good good deer. Um, it's tough to see him go like that, though, you know? Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Do you have the rack still? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he says. Oh, yeah, it's, it's sitting in my office. Nice. Good deal. So those are your big goals. Did you tell your goals? What are your goals? They're slim pickings. He wants Sl- to grow his beard another five inches. Yeah, at least five inches. would be a good goal. Cover, uh, cover your nipple hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Um, I really want to get a good Michigan buck under my belt with my bow. I, I killed a really nice Michigan buck uh, 2019, 131-inch mm-hmm. uh, buck off my 20 acres. And um, since then, I've been fairly picky. Like I've passed some fairly nice bucks, you know, some 80s, some 90 inchers or something like that. Just because it's property I own. So I know if I pass these deer, there's a chance they can make it. And, yep. and I see that they can make it to that 130 mark or even, I mean, hell, they make it to three years old. They're breaking 130 most yep. of the time. So um, for me, Michigan, to kill a good Michigan buck, and I think a good Michigan buck for me is going to be 125, 130 or above. And I have three maybe even four bucks that are going to be pushing four and a half years old this year one five and a half i mean a couple of them are going to be really good i found you found some sheds yeah found found sheds off of two of the two different bucks and 
both of those bucks are jumping up to four and a half. So I want to I want to arrow one of these deer. It, it's not yeah for sure. It's it's not so much a specific age or a size. It's now I'm starting to know these deer. Like a couple years, you're of, getting mostly emotionally attached. I'm getting emotionally attached to Michigan deer, which is a horrible thing to do because this deer <laughs> probably lives 12 miles from me, and he's like, "Screw that guy on that 20 acres. I'm never going there again." The question <laughs> is, is has any of these deer showed up so far? I have one velvet picture of a decent deer, and I can't tell which one it is. He just walked in front of one of the reveals, and oof. So. But uh, how do you guys feel right now? Like, not to hi- hijack your goals, but no, you're good. Go ahead. My trail cam pictures right now. My deer look like it's like May. May. You and, and I are everybody just else about is that. like David Riley sending me pictures, and it's like, dude, uh, can we go hunt tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Not just him, but like he just sent me a picture the other day, and I'm like, that's a good deer, dude. Mine are some late bloomers. I'm like, late. what is going on here? I feel like I've got deer that like. Well, actually, I did have one the other day. I I glassed up. I've glassed every night for the last two and a half weeks. I would too from this lighthouse, dude. (laughs) You can see everywhere. I either drive around or I do it right here at the house, but I've got the spotter out every night. And I did have one uh, the 10th, a couple days ago. And he's got an awesome left side and he's got a spike on his right side. I'm like, that's me. I like the weird ones. Let's get it. (laughs) That's me. That's not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. I don't know. I just like a weird, like just a, I mean, don't get me wrong, like a big eight, like framey eight. That's what I'm after really this year sweet. in Michigan. But there's something like cool about just something unique. Weird, weird deer. Yeah. yeah. When you think of a deer, you think of this. Mm-hmm. Just see something that's different. You're like, yeah, that's yep. cool. Something yep. different. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Back to your goals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Michigan, obviously, I don't even care about filling. I mean, everyone's going to say, yeah, I want to fill both my tags, but I want to kill one of those deer I have sheds. I think that would be cool. Not a lot of people. I mean, maybe there is a lot of people that find sheds and then go kill that buck. Like, I think that'd be cool. I don't know if I've did that yep. other than last year in Missouri. That would be cool. Um, so I want to do that. Going to North Dakota for the opener. I'll be there September 2nd. I'd love to kill one in North Dakota. I got really close last year. Kind of, I screwed it up. It was totally my fault. Mm-hmm. I put myself in the position to kill deer. I had him there. I, I just screwed it up. Yep. I'd like to kill one in North Dakota. Going back to Missouri, I'm pretty much going from North Dakota to Missouri for the opener in Missouri. My girlfriend killed uh, September 17th last year. She wants to kill one bigger than she killed last year. She killed her first deer, her first buck with a bow, uh, and it was a 100-inch buck last year. So going back this year, I'd, I'd love for her to kill one bigger than she did last year. It's not so much an age or just something bigger than she yep. I want one bigger. Right, right. You know, so if it's 110 or 120, I mean, literally one of my booners on camera is going to walk out, and that's what she's going to end up shooting. God, you got booners on camera? I do. We need to get down there then. We're going to come back with a 170. She shot it, not him. I hope so. I got to show you a couple Missouri pictures to get you excited. Oh, God. I thought your deer looked like they were in May. Not in Missouri, they don't. In in Missouri, they're full grown, about to shed their velvet. (laughs) 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 They're making scrapes, ready to start fighting. Oh, God. Uh, Sorry, dude. My goal list is kind of crazy. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, obviously, North Dakota, uh, Missouri, and then Michigan. My my plans are pretty similar to yours as far as trying to kill a Michigan buck, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. And then I'll be back Missouri for the rut, leaving October 22nd or 23rd, heading out there for my pre-rut trip. Obviously, I killed on Halloween last year. I don't know what's going to happen in September, so this all might transpire a little bit differently. Right. But Missouri, if you kill in September, then you're 
could be tagged out or whatever. So, well, you get two tags in Missouri. So. Yeah, one before gun season and one after yep. gun season. I'm going to be a lot more picky in Missouri this year. Obviously, filling both tags. Would you eat a tag? I think I would. What you, well, okay. All right. Let's yeah. get this on record. What? Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, one forty or better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, if you don't, I mean, you got a one thirty eight comes in. You. you know. Oh, don't tell me one thirty eight. We're gonna go one thirty nine. Just saying. I mean, hoof, we're, we're, you I mean, get a deer that's just like, oh man, like he could tip the scale there, or yeah. you know, what are you gonna do? I don't eat know. A tag? I, I think. Are you prepared to eat a tag sandwich? I, I will eat a tag in Missouri. Two I'll, tags? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I mean, I'm hunting enough states, and I got enough stuff going on. I hate to be that guy, but just like. But you never killed a dude that's 138, right? No, I want to break the 140 mark. I got like five in the 130s or high 120s, okay, mid 130s. Okay. 139 and seven eighths. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> I'm I'll, just saying. I'll give give or take a few. It's not. <laughs> it's just you know part of the ladder. I was talking to Nick about that the other day. It's like you always want to be getting a little bit better or shooting a little bit you know bigger deer, older. I deer. don't shit six point guns. Why shwack <laughs> is getting it? <laughs> well, you're on public, so yeah. it's a new challenge. Why is that different though? Why? It's, a, it's a different that's ladder. Why, that's why I'm at. Well, okay. Okay, I like I like that. See what different I'm ladder. It's a different ladder. I'm not not to make this about me, but I'm not like gonna say I'm just gonna kill this basket deer just to kill it. Right. I'm literally it's not gonna be like I said, if he comes out and it's like, ah, eh, no, I yeah, can't do good. that, then it's like, okay, then I set the bar a little higher. Like I don't I do wanna know that I can do it. I know I physically can do it, but it needs to happen for me to for me to be like hundred percent, man. You know, it's it's all situational. If you're on Michigan public land and a six point gets you excited, if you're in Missouri private land where there's booners and a one thirty didn't get you excited, same thing as that six point. Yep. Let them go. Yep. See, and that's the biggest thing. Like I agree with Tyler, two different ladders. When you're hunting public land, you're going out there and doing a ton of work. You're going out there. I've done you're, way more work this year. You know, you're <laughs> right. You're walking, you're looking at the property, figuring it out. You're scouting, doing all sorts of stuff, figuring out where you're going to set up stands, whether you get a saddle hunt, mobile hunt, or set a permanent set versus like, you know, his lease out in Missouri. There's go a lot. Go to a bougie blind. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. You go out there, yeah. put in food plots, a couple of trail cameras, you sit back. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yep. a lot more work that goes into the public. And I'm not doing anything. I wouldn't say a lot more work. I will say it's a different work. Different you know ty- what I mean? Different type yeah. of work. You know, I don't know if Tyler goes in, on his lease and puts in six and a half miles, you know, like just walking around putting cameras out. Right. You know, and I just say that because I did that the other day. A buddy and I went to some public and we just spent, you know, about four hours on public and we put in. 6.3 miles it's and a different kind of it's work different it's yeah. way different you know so i get it though like i like the i like the two different ladders yeah you know i i get that so I, i'm basically i'm i'm starting off on a mini ladder on that's, my public land ladder. That, that, <laughs> on the first step <laughs> on, yep. the, on the yep. first step so yep. this one's a ladder and this one's like a rope you yep. gotta climb. there you go yep <laughs> so you're gonna hold out for a 140 or better but like what like we all know we want to kill in each state and we want to we want to right. punch our tags. So like we know those are goals every year, but like what are some other goals? Some different goals like you know, don't want to fall out of a tree stand this year. Like goals. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great goal, <laughs> man. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say like Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh like I said, I, I have not arrowed a buck in Michigan like off my Michigan farm. I have a 20-acre piece that I own. I have not killed a buck with a bow and arrow off mm-hmm. of. So that, that's, I feel like that's a huge step on that ladder. 
Yep. You know, we're bow hunters. I killed one with a gun. Killed a really nice buck, but getting one with a bow and arrow is going to be huge for yeah. me. Gotcha. What would be your out-of-the-box goal, Michael, for this year? I mean, obviously, the obvious ones are to kill. You want to do that. But, like, what's the – or your daughter to, to get a deer. But, like, what's the – what's the other one? Gosh, I haven't really thought about that one that much. That's what I'm saying. Like, we can come on here and talk about the obvious goals that everybody wants to do. They want to kill deer. But what's your – like, you know – I want to kill a deer, but I also, I want to kill a deer on public, but I also want to like have the confidence to be able to do public land. Like I can do it. You right. know, it's just, this, it's, it's, it, I but can the do confidence it. to go in and figure it all out. And hundred percent last year when I killed my Ohio deer, like I know I can kill deer. I know I can do that. I can go to a lot of States and come home with a deer. Like, I don't mean that egotistically or cocky That's by confidence. any means. Right. But what I'm saying is like, when I went down there and read the sign, killed that Ohio deer, that was like, damn. Like, yeah, I, I can do this. You know, you know you can do it, but until it happens for me, it's like Well, it's proof. You're yeah, like, ooh, what I the just proof's right what here. I yep. thought is now possible. you know, it's possible. And and another thing is too, like I want to start consistently killing more deer in, in Michigan, Michigan, more bucks in Michigan, like a consistent basis. Doesn't necessarily have to happen every year, you know. I think since 2012, I killed in 12, I didn't at 13, I killed in 14, I killed in 16, um, I killed in 17, <laughs> shot, one, shot one in 18. Just say the years you didn't kill in. It'd well, be I'm trying to remember. <laughs> a lot shorter I killed in 13, 14, 15, 16. But it doesn't feel like that. Like in yeah. 18, I shot Jim Abbott and couldn't find him and he got hit by a car. 19, I hunted Iowa. It was Iowa. Aaron's car. <laughs> that, that sounded funny, Jim Abbott. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then 19 and 20, um, I didn't kill in Michigan, but I was very, had the, the, ha- the hands off the pulse of Michigan. I didn't, I really didn't hunt it a lot, but like, I want to get back to the roots and back to like, uh, you know, the challenge of getting after Michigan deer. Like that's yeah. what it is. And uh, it, I don't know, that's big for me. I think it just kind of goes back to the conversation you and I had. I don't know, a few weeks ago or something about those check boxes. Mm -hmm. You're like, dude, you check that box off. Now you're looking for that next check box. I'm looking for the next box. That's exactly what you're doing. You've done the Midwest thing. You've done Kansas. You've done Iowa. You shot freaking multiple booners now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've killed good bucks in Michigan. And you're like, look at my check boxes. Fucking all checked off. Yeah. What's next? Public land. How can I turn the difficulty level up a little bit? That that's where I'm at right now. And it's like it might I might hunt public one year, kill a deer and be like, well, okay, I'm did done. it. What's next? Like, exactly. Like, okay, I I really want to hunt Wisconsin. Like, there's That'd states cool. that I haven't hunted yet. That I Indiana, Wisconsin, PA. I really want to do that. Like, I wanted to experience some different things. So, like, I'm kind of to that point now, yeah. where it's like, let's go check some of these bucket list things off. That see, I feel, I feel the same way. But what boxes I have checked and what ones you have checked are kind of yep. different. Yep. You know, all everybody's different. What For they've sure. checked off and what states and what caliber deer and. It's, it's kind of interesting to think about it like that. And another box is too, like, and I know I don't want to beat this dead horse, but like saddle hunting has been a bugaboo of mine. That's a check box. Like that's, that's like when I did it 11 years ago for two seasons, I struggled. I struggled. And you guys know that I told you guys about it. That's a check box. I want to get off my list. You know what I mean? Like, not that it's hard. I mean, it is, there's it's a learning curve. It's something to different. It. Like some guys, it's like killing a buck being mobile. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you know how we talked about, yep. I want to give one a boat ride out. <clears throat> I, I think wanna, I think oh, yeah. I think it'd be cool to kill one like somewhere I had to boat in, mm-hmm. go in there. You know that you can only get there from boat. 
hang and bang because I've killed them off a of hang and bang, but I want to kill one off. Yep. You know, like yep. I'm on an island or something like that. Right. Oh, that'd be sweet. And that's yep. added another element that you've never done. Yeah. Hundred percent. So yeah, I'm, I should make a, a some sort of list. Let's like make a, a legit checkbox. checkbox. Yeah. Dude, I can make that artwork happen. Yep. You want me to put like stages of deer hunters and like? I want to be able to put it on the wall though. Oh, uh, like I just feel like we're just inflating our egos with our checkboxes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's that's not what it is for me. It's okay. Like. I feel like it's almost kind of like a journal. I, I keep a journal after every sit I do. So, like, it, it's just a goal list. Like, people write down goals on their yeah. fucking desk map. Then we'll be you know com- what I mean? Goal here. Goal then we'll here. be comparing each other's checkboxes and be like, bro, I got 67 boxes checked off. How many you got? I'm hey. a better hunter than you. Hey, boom. There you go. <laughs> You'll be like, I got two booners. You're not on my level yet. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just like... <laughs> there's Just like you have the two different ladders, we're going to have the two different... Checkbox. Yeah. But the, I don't want the checkbox to end, though. Well, I don't I think, want the list to end because no. then it's like, oh, what do you do then? Well, I think the cool part would be writing what each checkbox is for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, What's it mean to you? Maybe some guy never wants to kill a booner. Maybe he's never going to hunt out of Michigan. Maybe it is just kill one out of a saddle. Maybe it is just kill one off public. You know? Mm-hmm. So kind of filling in your own checkboxes like with what you want. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I think there's a way you can definitely, and it's not a competition thing. It's not. It's a, it's a way of just like, you know, I think something cool to look at, like a talking piece. Like you come in here, yeah. and like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is something. These are my goals. Yeah, and these, these are, are what I've checked off, and here's some that I would love to accomplish in the next three to five years or whatever. I it think may it'd be. be cool too to like if you if we didn't. No, here we go. We're talking about crafting and everything. Um, but like you know, just for speaking, it's like oh, 200 inch deer. I want to do that. Well, yeah. let's say you've killed three of them. Yeah. It's like then you write next to it the years. Yeah, like 97. Yeah, yeah. 2008. You know. That'd be cool. Like that'd be, cool. be kind of cool. Like showing, yeah, you know, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. I mean, you guys can laugh at me, but I want to kill one. I do. I, I want to kill a two hundred. I mean, I'm thirty years old, and I'm hopefully going to live a full life. I will kill a two hundred in my lifetime. I just want to see one first. I've seen a two hundred inch yeah. mule deer. I filmed a two hundred inch mule deer die. Yeah. Um. I've there was a buck that which uh, Casey chased in Kansas, and he was full draw on him, and uh, his bow limb cracked. When it came back to full draw, he was at like 28 yards. And he, we figured he'd be in the 190s somewhere. Um, probably I don't know. You'd have to get him on the ground and really yeah. tape him out to see if he'd be two. But that's the biggest whitetail I've ever My first seen. year in Missouri, my neighbor shot a 192. Mm-hmm. I mean, 300 yards from my tree stand. Uh, that I was in when it got killed. Jeez. So I'm, I'm not that far off. Right. I mean, mean my, the, 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 areas the potential is there. You know, I, I chased a, a mid-180s around and had multiple opportunities and seen him that is much different than killing a 200 just sure. seeing a 180 sure. there's a big freaking difference there big difference but that's one of my check boxes mm-hmm. and if i die and that sucker don't get filled in hey i don't care that's one of my check boxes yep i agree what do you think michael you want a check box yeah, we can get boxes. you some check boxes. We should make a T-shirt with check boxes. Let's 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 worry about the artwork first. Okay, <laughs> I don't have that let's done figure, tonight. Let's, he will. Let's figure out uh, as soon as he gets home. Let's figure out what the check box is even going to be first. For sure, it's a really cool idea. I think that's something that uh, could be utilized definitely big time. Yeah, and I think every year you should be setting goals and seeing what you've checked off, what goals you didn't finish, and try to finish yeah. the following year. Continuously add to them. Literally, I, I think it, I look at it as like, um, you know, just something that you have something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Hanging up in your office or your yeah. hunting room or your garage or whatever yeah. or something or your man cave where it's just like, hey, you know, these are my, these are the ones I want to accomplish this year. This is what I'm going to really hone in on. These are the ones I've done. Right. And I've done this one 
two years and it was 19 and 21. Cool conversation piece too. I I keep picturing it in here. Like a guy coming in and being like, dude, I didn't know you killed one out of a saddle in Michigan public in, you know, 2022. That's Mm -hmm. sick, you know? And that's, that's why like, I want a centerpiece for that wall and build it. So maybe that's what you do. We'll we'll make that happen. I know. I want it big though. I'm picturing that whole wall. (laughs) Like, dude, I'd do it. That would be freaking sweet, dude. I would do it. We could do that. Oh gosh, this just got weird. It, right. it just get weird. <laughs> I do have to go pick my daughter up from daycare, so he's just trying to get For rid sure. of us. Yeah, this is the first podcast I've ever done without drinking a beer, dude. Good for you. Yeah, I'm done drinking for a little bit. Get the. I just went on a here. week vacation. I think I cleared a case every day. <laughs> <laughs> Checkbox checked just off. House and beers. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, boys, thanks for uh, doing the impromptu podcast. I think we're pretty good. Yeah, went great, man. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Well, I didn't have you guys just showed up. We just so. showed yeah, up. We, we don't up. need an invite. <laughs> I actually sat down and put this all on, and I was like, we're recording a podcast yep. now. We don't yep. need you for this. Well, just I'm kidding. literally sitting there, and Lauren calls my wife and says, hey, we're, we're in Midland coming to your house. I'm like, what? I'm going to be to work in like an hour and a half. Oh, you had to work today? So I ended up taking the day off of work. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to have them come up and me go to work. Yeah. You get down those bigger jobs. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Thank you guys for coming on. It is greatly appreciated. Guys, just a reminder, go check out all the partners. Helix Broadheads, Vector, Vector Custom Arrows, Latitude Tree Saddles, and Exodus Outdoor Gear. Go check them out. I got codes in the descriptions and everything. Um, get your gear now because if you don't, there might not be any left for a while. So, guys, also go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a written review. And don't forget, we'll be right here next week on the Fall Podcast.